A lot of you have been asking me for insomnia treatment options, so I want to let you know I have launched an insomnia treatment course. It's a very structured and effective treatment program with a lot of clinical evidence support. So one course is in Chinese and one is in English. You can find it at deepintosleep.co/insomnia. Let me ask you a question. Do you prefer a five-hour or six-hour high quality of sleep that after you wake up you feel great, or you want eight or nine hour of fragmented, interrupted, poor sleep? What would you choose? Think about another question: Have you ever slept for eight hours straight? But when you wake up, you still feel so tired. Feels like you almost did not sleep at all. Strange, right? So this is the dilemma between sleep quality and sleep quantity. And in today's episode, I will explain why sleep quality matters and how to tell whether we have high quality of sleep. And what we can do to improve our sleep quality. Welcome to Deep Into Sleep. I'm Ishan. I think many of you must be very familiar with such statements, such as "If we don't get enough sleep, if we lose our sleep, if we deprive our sleep, then bad things could happen to our health." To our cognitive functioning, to our attention, our memory, blah blah blah. Then, what about sleep quality? If we sleep poorly, if our sleep got interrupted a lot, if we wake up often in the middle of the night, if we could not fall back asleep, if any of this happened to us, does that matter at all? Let's look at some research. Using one measurement called Global Sleep Quality Score within the Pittsburgh Sleep Quality Index questionnaire, researchers find that poor global sleep quality actually is associated with higher level of perceived stress, higher level of depressive symptoms, and higher level of anxiety. Among students, there are also findings link. Poor sleep quality and、uh, poor academic performance. Even among younger children, the low sleep quality actually relates to a healthier heart rate variability pattern, which means we have to really pay attention to the relationship between good sleep quality and the cardiovascular health among children. So I think sleep quality definitely matters. It's related to our physical health and mental health. Then how do we know? How can we tell that our sleep quality is good or bad? What are some standards or criteria we can use to really help us to make such judgment? So the National Sleep Foundation. Has collected a panel of experts from the sleep community. They reviewed almost three hundred studies and identified several factors that can help us know better about our sleep quality. However, 
I want to mention this upfront that for different age group, we have to interpret these factors differently. For example, for younger babies and elders, these factors can look very different than adults. So some of the key factors are sleep latency. That means how long take us to fall asleep. Normally, if take us less than thirty minutes to fall asleep, that means good sleep quality. However, for older adults, it may take longer. The second factor, the wakening frequency at night, that you can remember. That means per night, how many times you remember that you wake up. For adults, wake up one time or less. Means good sleep quality. For older adults, wake up two times or less means good sleep quality. However, I have to remind you that we talk about sleep myth before in other episodes. That a normal adults wake up more than ten times per night. We just don't remember it very clearly. So be cautious when you use this factor to decide your sleep quality. So the third factor is the wakening length at night. That means once you are awake at night, how long does it take you to fall back asleep? If you can fall back asleep within about twenty minutes, it means you have a pretty good sleep quality. And of course, different age group, this can vary. And the next factor, sleep efficiency. That means how long you lay on bed and the percentage of the length you are actually in sleep. And if the number is eighty-five percent or more, that means you have good sleep quality. For example, if you lay on bed, try to sleep for ten hours, and among these ten hours, you only fall asleep for eight and a half hours or more. Then that means your sleep efficiency is eighty-five percent or more. Means your sleep quality is good. Again, this varies by age. So these are the main factors you can remember. And of course, the sleep architecture we talked about before—that how many percentage you are in deep sleep, how many percentage you are in REM sleep. Are part of the factors discussed in this study also, but different experts cannot reach agreement on those factors, so I will not mention it here. But I cite all the papers I mentioned today on the show note at deepintosleep.co/episode/zero three seven, and you can go there to find all the. Citations, all the literatures, and read more about it if you are curious. Then, what we can do to improve our sleep quality? When people talk about sleep difficulties, the easiest way to fix it we hear often is to encourage us to sleep more hours, to go to bed early and get up a little bit later, so we can extend the sleep hours. But that's sleep quantity. What we can do about sleep quality? 
I talk a lot of strategies before on this show. Today, I just want to mention two things based on research. One is exercise. Research found. People who report any exercise over the past thirty days, regardless of how much exercise they did, once they exercised over the past thirty days, they are about a third less likely to report sleep disturbances, and they are also half as likely to report daytime tiredness. Similarly, there's another data from the National Sleep Foundation. Again, they found increased quiet time actually associated with poor sleep quality. So, if we want to increase our sleep quality at night, we may consider increase some physical activity, some exercise activity during the daytime. So, the second factor. It's the usage of internet. So another research found that among medical students, overuse of internet and social networks using smartphones or computers, for example, is related to poor sleep quality and quantity. So if we use internet too much, it may hurt our sleep quality. Makes sense, right? We got distracted. We drag along. We don't want to go to bed. How many of us using cell phones right before sleep? It's bright light. It's also a lot of information, a lot of exciting things we can watch or listen to or read online. And then we are not as sleepy, even though our body is is keep on yelling at us. I'm sleepy. I want sleep, but our brain is so excited by using the internet, so we cannot get the signal from the body. So if we want to improve sleep quality, remember to work on these two aspects: increase exercise during the daytime, reduce the usage of internet at night. Thanks again for listening to today's episode. I'm Ishan. Very nice to have you with me today. If you have any other topics you want to listen, any guest speaker you want us have on the show, please feel free to let me know. You can either email me or leave a voice recording on our website deepintosleep.co. I would love to hear from you. And also, if you love our podcast, please leave us a review. Or a feedback on any platform you are listening to us. Your support is my biggest motivation to keep on doing this podcast. So I look forward to hearing from you. If you want to read all the papers, all the research I cited today, please feel free to go to the show note at deepintosleep.co/episode/zero three seven. Thank you very much for your listening, and I will see you next week. Sleep is an individual thing. We all sleep differently, and there is so much we can do to improve sleep quality. Keep hope and carry on. This podcast is for general informational purpose only and does not include the practice of medicine or other health professional services. Usage of the information we share is at the listener's own risk, and our content does not intend to be a substitute for any medical and professional services, diagnoses, and treatment. Please seek professional health services as needed.
Are you suffering from insomnia? I promise you, the CBTI method in my course will definitely help you. Even if several nights of better sleep, that would be a world-changing experience for you. I have had so many success from my insomnia patients who have taken this course over the years. If you know someone who are struggling with sleep, go to my website and check out my course at deepintosleep.co/insomnia.